Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. My very good friend, of course. It's good to be back and talking with episode six of season one, Singletown. Now, where do you want to start today? And we didn't actually uh, prepare any notes for this one, did we? So I genuinely <laughs> have no idea where you're going to start. <laughs> I've got to start, and, and I've, I feel bad for doing this because he's become a bit of someone we we, we singling out, but I just can't stop, but I can't not pick up on his bad behaviour and his cockiness. It's George again. I mean, he goes on that riverboat sort of dating thing that he's on and he's calling out a Sophie saying, well, I don't understand what the problem is. I go on benders for three days, sleep in other girls' beds as friends, and then I've woken up in other girls' beds. It's like, you are an absolute fucking idiot. If you think that is a, is the normal behaviour to stay in a relationship with your cocky uh, attitude, I'm so, I just don't like him, Dave, and I'm sorry, Sophie. And, and as much as like Sam and that was giving the, the thumbs up, like, yes, and even Emily did the same. He's not a nice guy. I hope that after this... He has grown as a person because you can't get away with treating people like that. You just can't. Now, do you think that's possible, Chris? Do you think you can sleep in a bed, you know, sleep in a, a mate's bed of the opposite sex and, and, you know, you're wired that way and it'd be completely platonic? You know, you think that's that's that can happen? <laughs> well, I think, I think from a lady's point of view, maybe yes. Not from a Georgie's point of view, no. No, I mean, I, I've not said this for a while, Chris, have I? For a long time, it feels like. But if it looks like a duck, it quacks yeah. like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a knobhead, isn't it? He? He, he, he loves himself. <laughs> he is. And I'm wary of the fact that we have got some of the contestants li- listening in. But I just don't think... What I've seen in six episodes is just coming across as somebody who wants his cake and he wants to eat it, but he also doesn't want Sophie to do the same and he can't understand why she's behaving in that way. I just don't, I just can't comprehend as a human being thinking you cannot treat somebody like that and expect expect to get it your own way. But he obviously does. Yeah, it has. And I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. So, I, and I'm seeing this on The Bachelor as well, where, you know, one of the contestants in particular is coming across quite badly. But you would think that watching this back, you would hope that they get to that self-realization and think, you know what, actually, I have behaved like a bit of a cock and use that to kind of grow from it. So just because he's behaving that way, you know, it, it doesn't mean he's always going to be like that. But, yeah, he's got a lot of growing to do because, yeah, utterly unacceptable behavior. But it's it's the fact that he can't even see it at the minute. You know, that's the thing. It's like uh, being an alcoholic, isn't it? You have to reach that point where you realize, what is it the, the alcoholics call it? It's like the, not the point of no return. It's... It's moment like of clarity, or yeah, something. yeah, like a come to Jesus moment, in it, like the, the you know the Blues yeah. Brothers. Have you seen the light type situation? You know, yeah, that, you, yeah. you kind of have to recognize it yourself. No one can tell you; they can kind of point you in that direction. But no, I think he does come across quite badly. But he's not—he's not in this episode too much, is he? I mean, 
you get the uh uh you get that group is it the is it the city ciders i, I always get them mixed up me yeah um it's one of the ciders <laughs> <laughs> hold on i think i've got it written down somewhere it's the river ciders i think um and you're getting a bit of that fallout. So, of course, last week we had Nat and uh, uh, Luke going out. So yeah. we get the the new couple coming in, don't we? So we get um, so when I say Nat, Natasha and Luke obviously went out, but we get Nat, the dude, and joining the Riversiders, and we get Meg um, joining the City Siders. So, I mean, what? What do you make of Nat first of all? Because he go, he ends up, you know, he, he seems to fall into life. Sounds like he's from your part of the world, Chris. Yeah, and but unfortunately, Dave, I, I didn't like his sort of attitude, his his whole demeanor. He absolutely loves himself. This kid, doesn't he? I mean, Megan seemed really nice. I know Megan's probably going to be listening, but I did get vibes of Danny Dyer, who was on Love Island. She does look slightly like Danny, who who won Love Island a couple of seasons ago. Really good girl, uh, seemed genuine. There seems like there's something there between her and that. He just didn't come across well at all, Dave, did he? You know, he, he went on a bit of a date and they did focus on the new couple, which they quite rightly should do. Um, I don't know. I, t- I, I can't work out what's going on there. I and mean, he's obviously not treated her the way she deserves to be treated. You know, I mean, as far as I can see off the editing anyway. Yeah, right. So we get this story that, you know, they've not been in a good place. And we hear from that that Meg had been sexting with this other dude. Now, he said she was trying to get him around their place or something like that. But from what we can gather, he said that they split up, but then within 24 hours. And then I think when he was on a date with, I think it was Ellis, he was saying, oh, it was probably a bit less than that. You know, I'm wondering how much less, you know, I'm not sure I can quite buy it. You know, I, I I do have like Ross in my ear, kind of like we were on a break, kind of thing, you know. But there's something that doesn't add up for me, Chris, with that. And yeah. the way Nat is with Ellis in particular, he's just slipped into single life just a bit too easily for me. That that makes me, you know, he's not awkward at all. He's very smooth. There's no shortage of confidence with him whatsoever. I don't know. I think pff, he's been caught out that one time. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the first, though. Well, but if well, that wasn't the first. I, I agree. And one thing I would say, because obviously my gob did get me in bit of trouble with Luke in the series. <laughs> the one thing I'd say, right, is, you know, you spoke with your partner, I spoke with my partner. You must have had somebody lined up so you can literally go out and find someone to sleep with, Dave. It's an unholy of unholy fucking coincidence that we under 24 hours you could find somebody just to get back at him and go and sleep with him. I'm sorry. All right, he could do the Ross thing, like you say, we were on a break sort of thing, but that's a hell of a thing. It's not like you're like a month down the line and then you've gone for it, or a couple of weeks, maybe even two, three weeks. You're not getting back together. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Something happens. You can sort of understand that. 24 hours, Dave. Come on. He obviously, I am I am only guessing on this before I get another DM saying that what you're talking about. I just think looking at that situation, <laughs> it's an almighty coincidence unless he's just got lucky on a night out because that is just unbelievable. Well, look, he's he's a he's a good looking lad. He could have gone out on a Friday or a Saturday night, picked someone up, had a one night stand. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You know, maybe. But uh, let, let's let's take that. It's less than twenty four hours by his own admission, right? So I'm thinking, let, let's give him the maximum amount of time. Let's say they split up in the morning, and he's gone out in the evening, pick someone up and shag them. That is still cheating for me. Yes, I agree. I, I, it's not on that. He can't absolve himself, and and yeah, I I think. The dates that Nat had and Meg had were very, very different. I mean, like I say, Nat was all in there. What I'm surprised about is Ellis seems, you know, she seems a little bit older than him, seems to be, you know, it's an Essex girl, I think, wasn't she? She seems to be, you know, have a good bit of chat and, you know, got a bit of banter there and seems quite clued up. But even when he says that stupid shit, you know, and she calls him out, she says, well, that, that's still cheating. If, and yeah, it fucking is. But she's still interested in him. Yeah. I don't get it, you know. And oh, honestly, yeah, that that's not going to end well. Um, yeah, I, I've honestly, Chris, after this one episode, I think I've put Nat mentally in a bit of a pigeonhole here. I don't think, I, I don't think he's... Uh, of that monogamous kind of mindset, honestly. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, if Nat's listening, sorry, mate, but that's, that's how it looks to me. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Now, Dave, our good friend Charlie, I've got to say, I was rooting for him, straight in for a kiss there on his date. He, he was like, no, 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 <laughs> not interested. Peck, peck. Bit of a kid. Oh, straight in there. And, and- <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm a bit sexually frustrated. So, you know, I was right in there. So, going for the kiss. So, yeah, that's that's the other uh, unintended consequence, isn't it? Of being separated or, or split up, you know? Yeah. And I so, think, yeah. I, I do. And I think them as a couple, him and Elliot, it's run its course, I think, completely. You know, I, I honestly think as well in some respects, Charlie's a bit more forgiving towards Elliot. That He seems to be sort of harboring all the blame for the relationship. I haven't seen that from what we've seen in the six episodes. It looks like they both have got the faults like we all have. They've decided that it's just not working. Let's do this experiment. They seem happier when they're not together at the moment. You know, whether they come together at the end of the series, I don't know. Obviously, we've only watched six episodes. But no, I was pleased for Charlie. I must admit, I was thinking, right, yeah, go for it, go for it. So it did, it did look pretty sweet. Yeah, and and I I did wonder what Glenn Johnson was doing after he uh, quit football. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking dead ringer, wasn't he? For Glenn mm-hmm. Johnson, I had to do a double take. What I like about Singletown, Chris, is they do tend to get hammered, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, on Love Island, I think they're allowed a glass of wine or something, but you know, or, or one or two drinks, they don't seem to get that hammered. But on this, I mean, Charlie was definitely, you know, he's going, oh, he was fit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he was straight in there and uh, quite enjoying himself. And I think it's almost as if that, what what would we call it? The recoupling or it's not recoupling. Yeah. It's not like Love Island, is it? But the, the heart ceremony, let, let's call it that. After that, it seems like a weight's been lifted off him. And he's like, yeah, just let's go on loads of dates. I mean, we thought there might be something with Hayden, but obviously that there was nothing really there. So he's just decided, you know, let's go on loads of dates, meet new people and, and have a good time. And so uh, fair play to him. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Now, Dave, also, um, one of the things that did come out of this episode, Selling went on quite a good date again uh, from obviously... 
Jeremiah had stormed off in the last episode. She's ended up storming off after him. She'd seen the kiss that he'd done early in the, well, literally in the first episode um, of this series. And I think she was sort of like, fuck it, all bets are off. But it seemed like it went really well for her. Um, I, I do think, like... I, I don't know. I do think it may be that she's just doing it as a rebound effect just to sort of wind Jeremiah up. Nothing happened, but she seemed like there was something there uh, in in that day. And I also think it's the same with Claudia. I mean, Claudia, I must admit, Claudia, between Claudia and her, and Sam said this to me, she said, are they having a competition who can wear the least amount of clothes? Because they look a bit <laughs> nippy, Dave, shall we say. You know what I mean? But um... You know what? There is no doubt in my mind what Selin believes her own best features are <laughs> let's put it that way because they are always front and center of everything yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> say no more dave anyway but, uh, one guy i actually want to give one of the guys a bit of credit actually now i have had, had a bit of a pop a few times at rob and and you know he's been a bit vanilla and and but the one thing i do like about him dave is he gives out some good advice so so again yeah. he, he's sat there on the chair He's talking it through with the guys and he's giving out really, really good advice. And also, Dave, I've got to say, someone who's pitched a few songs in my time, I'm not the best singer, as you, as you know, Dave, don't say anything. Um, but I have I have got up there and sung. He's not got a bad voice there. He's did a bit I of I tell cleaning. you what, Chris, he, he has got some pipes on him. Mm. I, I, you know, and I was impressed with, you know, the, the his voice and, you know, how in tune he was. I was, I was, but I couldn't. I couldn't separate my mind because I was thinking about, I am sat here watching a bloke naked in the bath, singing about how he's feeling good and the water's sort of splashing a little bit back and forth. And I was just thinking, what are you feeling good about? It was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not notice the water? How it was splashing back and forth? Yeah, but when George was in there, he serenaded. He was, well, yeah, he looked like he was relieving himself. Didn't he? he had to take a double yeah. take. <laughs> so what are you doing, pal? It's like that with the uh, with the, splashing the top of the water. Wasn't he? It's like, you know. Did you did you notice that George had a bit of a hair piece <laughs> on Dave in the bath? <laughs> a little firkin. Got <laughs> a bandana on in the bath. <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. There's oh, fucking, there's an elephant in the room with that kid, and I'm not fucking saying it, but you know what I'm getting at. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's not go there. Horrendous. <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> but Chris, moving swiftly on. I've seen I mean, better looking we... dear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that that barnet, but it is it is very strange. <laughs> But we we talked a bit about Loctite. (laughs) (laughs) Just let's get away from that piece, as they say. So, (laughs) right. So we talked about Nat's date with with Ellis, and I didn't catch the guy's name, but I mean Meg went on a date with this guy, and (laughs) he's just ah. she wasn't interested at all. I think she was, you know, her mind is still very much on that. And, you know, she was being polite and, you know, engaging in conversation, but she wasn't, she wasn't being flirty at all. She was being quite close to the whole thing. And the guy, 
honestly, he just seemed like a bit of a tool to me. He's like, oh yeah, like most of my mates are at uni. And she was, uh, he was asking her like what she'd studied and she said about psychology. And he's like, oh mate, is, is that why you can read me? Is that why you know everything I'm doing? Stuff? <laughs> oh, his chat was shit, but he absolutely crashed and burned when he admitted he's got cheek filler. Now, I don't get, why would a dude... A genuine question, Chris. I'm not taking the piss out of him because, you know, if he wants to have it done, good luck to him. But why would a dude have cheek filler? Right. <clears throat> this isn't... I've got a friend, right? This is so genuine. I'm not bullshitting. Don't worry. He doesn't listen to this podcast. Nobody who knows him probably will listen to it, so I'm not going to get called out. But I've got someone to know who is the same age as me and has had... Every, he has every bit of work done at least once or twice a year. Fillers, Botox, uh, even had the hair done, everything, right? Um, and I mean, like, he was a Kojak, Dave. Now he's not. He's, like, got fucking hair like me now. It's like George Michael, he's hair. Um, it's that, that <laughs> But it works. Great thing. But this guy goes every year, a couple of times he spends well over a £1,000 on, like, these three to six months treatments. And he has fillers. And I can't tell whether he has or he hasn't but I'd, but his job in hand is he's a builder so it's not like he's a model or something yeah. and I, it's just purely i understand it's a vanity thing because we all have our things where we don't like body dysmorphia we don't like so i i, I get it if someone maybe has said something to him he may maybe it's a hang-up of his i don't know but i thought it was a bizarre thing to sort of throw in there but however my friend does it my friend's quite open about it but i just i think why bother? You look all right as it is. It's just a bit a bizarre thing. But it's all it's a bit like me playing spending hundreds of pounds every year on computer games. Just my thing. It's probably just his thing. Just weird. It's weird to me, but as as gaming is to other people when I do it. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I've sort of gone down a rabbit hole there. I wish I'd not said. But anyway, <laughs> I, I meant like specifically though about the cheek fillers. Like, and the guy's like. Mid twenties or something, isn't he? So yeah. your builder mate. I mean, I, I'm assuming he's not mid twenties. Same age as me and you. He's a forty, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, so fucking old. So yeah. you know, if you have a bit of work done there, you know, it's because you you're probably not feeling as young as you used to. But the guy's like mid twenties, so I I just don't I don't get it. Maybe someone out there can can help me understand. But but cheek fillers and and maybe this comes from a guy who's had chubby fucking cheeks for his entire life you know so i i, I guess you know i don't need any cheek fillers or else i look like fucking the state of candy man <laughs> but, <laughs> i don't know maybe he's got a bony face naturally or something like that so I don't know, but it, it was lost on me. But that was definitely where he killed it. But I did laugh at like Meg saying, "You know, have you had it done? Have you had it done?" And he was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "I wouldn't have admitted that if I was you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. But anyway, Chris, another great episode of uh, Single Town, and you know we're we're kind of almost at the halfway point, aren't we? And you know now we know that they can introduce new couples. If someone does leave, I can't think. What do you reckon? You know, of what we've seen today, so has it altered your opinion on any of the couples, whether they leave or stay? I, I honestly think, as I said at the top of the show, the one couple who cannot get back together are fucking George and Sophie. 
Not a chance. That is the, as you would say, Dave, that is a fucking big red flag straight away for me. He's not going to reconcile and he is certainly not going to change his ways. Not at the moment. Anyway, he's too young. He needs a good 10 years in him and then maybe they get back together. But she's going to move on again. I just think she's worth more than that, Dave. He just, I don't know. I think he's, his wit and charm seems, he seems to think he can get away with just being completely wrong and, and completely an arsehole, basically. So, so that is the only couple I would say go for it, you know, do not get back together. Everyone else, it's sort of up in the air. I think Charlie and Elliot's has gone. I think Charlie's gone one way, Elliot's gone the other. However, it could reconcile. I don't think it's at the point, but I'm so glad Sophie's had this time to sort of find herself as such because in the moment, he deserves nothing out of that girl. Yeah, and I, I tell you though, you say about that, right, so... I... So Claudia, when they were on the boat, she was talking to blokes, which I thought was a little bit weird. You know, it's yeah. like one of you just fuck off and, and you know take turns at least. I, I don't know if a spit roast was on order at the buffet, but you know, she for me, for me, she she was giving Rob like a hard time, and I you were saying about Rob, he just seems like a salt of the earth bloke to me. I, I just can't really fault anything. You're saying about him giving good advice. He's not got a bad word to say about Claudia. And yet she's like, it's not. It's never enough for her. And so, you know, I I don't see it with them two, to be honest, because she's, she's just got some kind of hang-up. Like, what we're seeing, you know, where Rob is kind of... You know what it might be, Chris? In Because Rob is like chewing it down or swallowing it down like all his disappointment and he's sort of saying look i totally respect that decision and whatever she's interpreting that that he's not asked yeah but we can see i think you know as blokes we can see of course he's fucking mortified but he's trying to act the man and he's not trying to show emotion and stuff but it i think she probably needs that bit of emotion you know some people do some people don't um yeah, I, I don't really see it happening with them. Um, Ellie and Charlie, I think they're probably too far gone as well. I think they're just enjoying life as singles. Um, but then there is the doubt in my mind that they're clearly very emotionally connected, you know, given that whole heart ceremony thing. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all, but can't wait for the next episode, Chris. So uh, we should get on that one definitely pretty soon. Exactly. So, guys, and you're right, Dave, it's been a cracker today. If you want to get in contact with us at CD Reality Cast, not CD as in the Red Light District, CD Reality Cast on Twitter or CD Reality Cast at gmail.com. And also, it's been a great episode today, Dave. If you do want to sort of throw a review for us, guys, get onto your podcast catching app and drop Dave and myself a review on the show. Really, really appreciate it. We really, really do. Um, and also, um, I think everything's been stuck together really well today, Dave, hasn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's really has been. Uh, we've sort of weaved in and out, and I've had a really, really good laugh. So uh, thank you, my friend. I really, really uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I'm waiting for the punchline here. What are you setting me up for? <laughs> <laughs> it's gone over your head, hasn't it? Stuck together, it... weave. Um... Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> We aren't sponsored by a lot time, but anyway, yeah. No. Well, let's wiggle on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> oh, you are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> naughty, naughty, mate. <laughs> right, we'll see everyone next time. Bye now.